This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 61 degrees at 604. Just a little bit of a breeze out of the south at five miles per hour. The dew point very comfortable at 51. The forecast for today, and it seems to be a trend for a good portion of this week, mostly sunny. We do have a chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms possible in the afternoon and a high temperature right around 80. As far as rainfall, if we do get some of those pop-up thunderstorms, less than a tenth of an inch, maybe higher possible in the thunderstorms, but not anything that is really substantial to try to ease the dry conditions. Very scary and potentially deadly situation in downtown Binghamton over the weekend has remarkably ended with some rattled nerves but no injuries and relatively minor damage to a building. According to reports, the city fire department in Binghamton posted on Facebook, firefighters responded to the Verizon building at 64 Henry Street, just yards from the downtown Binghamton post office and the bus station at 2.23 p.m. Saturday for a report of an explosion fire, and they found heavy smoke rising from the sidewalk grates. Firefighters conducted a search of the Verizon and neighboring buildings looking for possible victims, fire extension, possible gas leaks, or buildup of carbon monoxide. Authorities found the blast apparently happened in a utilities vault in the basement. Firefighters stood by with specialized materials and equipment as New York State Electric and gas workers we're on that scene. The firefighters say they were prepared to rescue NYSEG crews from the confined space if they ran into trouble. NYSEG found a 12,000-bolt heavy amperage transformer had exploded, hurling thick metal cover plate across the utility vault. Firefighters commented that it was lucky there were no pedestrians on the sidewalk at the time of the blast. The block around that building was closed off for several hours. WMBF First News Time, 6.06. Early in-person voting is starting in New York's Congressional Party primaries. This will set the final field for a slew of competitive contests in the general election this autumn and early tests of where the Democratic and Republican parties are headed. Voters in two parts of New York State and the Southern Tier and Western New York are also picking new members of Congress in special elections to replace U.S. House members Tom Reed and now Lieutenant Governor Antonio Delgado, who resigned. A limited number of polling places will be open for early voting. That is through August 21st. The final day of the primary, of course, is the in-person voting day on August 23rd. WMBF First News Time, 607. As part of an effort to keep illegal drugs and other contraband out of state prisons, New York State is taking away one of the few pleasures of life behind bars. It will no longer let people send inmates care packages from home. Under the new policy, which the state began phasing in last month, friends and family are not allowed to deliver packages in person during prison visits. They also will not be allowed to mail boxes of goodies unless they come directly from third-party vendors. 
While the rule won't stop prisoners from getting items that can be ordered online, like a Snickers bar or a bag of Doritos, they will lose access to foods like home-cooked meals or grandma's cookies. New York had been one of the few states in the nation that still allowed families to send packages to inmates from home. The rule is already in effect in a majority of state prisons. Starting this month, the state prison system is also testing a program where inmates will be blocked from getting most letters set on paper. Instead, incoming letters will be scanned by computers, and then prisoners would get copies. The change is being made to try to head off a trend of people soaking letters in drugs to smuggle them past the authorities. In Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania State Senate candidate John Fetterman is acknowledging he's lucky to be alive as he officially returns to the campaign trail. The Democrat has been sidelined for more than 90 days after suffering a stroke that threatened the current Pennsylvania lieutenant governor's life and political strength in one of the nation's premier U.S. Senate contests. Fetterman spoke Friday for nearly 11 minutes, haltingly at times, as he addressed several hundred voters packed inside an Erie Convention Center. The 52-year-old lieutenant governor said, quote, tonight for me, it's about being grateful, just grateful. Three months ago, my life could have ended. Republican opponent celebrity heart doctor Mehmet Oz has railed against Fetterman's prolonged absence through the summer. WMBF News Time at 6.09, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Reserve your new Toyota at Galt Toyota. First, this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Good morning on this Monday, August 15th. Another great start to the week. Finally cooling down after a couple weeks of very high temperatures. So we had a pretty nice weekend weather-wise. It's 611. You're listening to WMBF's First News. Myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Starting today, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last approximately one week, weather permitting. There are signed detours in place. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton will reopen to traffic today at about 7 a.m. But until then, all local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed and a signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, Twist Run Road will be closed tomorrow and Wednesday for road repairs, ditching, and tree cutting. The Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways. And mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 61 degrees, 70% humidity. 
Today, some scattered showers with thunderstorms also possible after 3 p.m., but mostly sunny with a high near 80, a 40% chance of rain. Tonight, scattered showers and thunderstorms mainly before 9 p.m., mostly cloudy, a low near 58 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 3 p.m., some patchy fog before 9 a.m., otherwise partly sunny with a high near 80 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly before 8 p.m., partly cloudy, a low near 58 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Wednesday, a slight chance of showers between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 3 p.m., mostly sunny with a high near 81 degrees, 40% chance of rain. And Wednesday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 9 p.m., partly cloudy with a low around 57 degrees and a 40% chance of rain. It's 614. You're listening to WMBF. You're in. on WNBF. Time for a sports update. Michael Waka pitched seven innings in his return from a shoulder injury and Rafael Devers homered to lead the last-place Boston Red Sox past the division-leading New York Yankees 3-0. Tommy Pham had three hits for the Red Sox. They took two of three from New York in the series. It's their first win in a real series against an AL East opponent this season in 13 tries. Earlier this year, they beat the Baltimore Orioles in a one-game series. But that doesn't really count, does it? New York has lost nine of its last 11 games, but still has a double-digit lead in the division. The Red Sox are seventh in the race for the AL's three wildcard spots. Another tough weekend for the Yankees there. No offense coming yesterday. Maybe some bad news on the horizon about DJ LeMayhew. Tough weekend for the Yankees overall. Tough all-star break for the Yankees. Since the all-star break, they haven't looked at all like the team that had the best record in Major League Baseball a month ago. For the Mets, Chris Bassett hurled five scoreless innings. Francisco Lindor set the franchise record for RBIs by a shortstop, and the New York Mets defeated the Philadelphia Phillies 6-0 for their 17th win in 20 games. Burley slugger Daniel Vogelbach homered, and Mark Canna had two hits for New York, which moved 35 games over 500 for the first time since September 2006. The Mets posted their second straight shutout and kept five and a half games ahead of Atlanta atop the NL East. The Mets and Braves open a four-game series in Atlanta beginning today. And the Phillies have dropped three of four after winning seven straight. Lindor got his 82nd RBI, surpassing Jose Reyes' total of 81, set in 2006. The Mets are looking like a real powerhouse right now. Perfect time to start getting hot. Right before September hits and you start to move into the October postseason baseball world. Whereas the Yankees look terrible right now, I don't think the Mets have ever looked better. Binghamton Rumble Ponies lost last night to the Altoona Curve 6-1. to The lone RBI coming from Ronnie Mauricio. But not enough offense to overcome the six runs scored by the Altoona Curve. It seems that the Rumble Ponies have had a little bit of trouble scoring runs since the departure of Brett Beatty when he got the call up to AAA. And earlier this season when Francisco Alvarez got the call up to AAA. Now Ronnie Mauricio, the lone of the top three Mets prospects, still with the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Rumble Ponies now 40-67. and 67. No game today. They'll be back in action tomorrow. 
And the big news in the baseball world this weekend, obviously, Fernando Tatis Jr. testing positive for an import performance-enhancing drug, which he claimed he was using to treat ringworm. And he's received an 80-game suspension just before he was set to come back for the San Diego Padres and join Juan Soto for what would have been likely the three best players in Major League Baseball in a row in any lineup for any team. Of course, this brings up questions of Fernando Tatis Jr.'s maturity. People may remember that he broke his wrist pretty early in the offseason and hid that injury from the Padres so that when spring training rolled around and the Padres said, hey man, I think your wrist might be broken, well, Fernando Tatis Jr. had to miss a lot of the season because of that. He was just making rehab starts in AAA with the San Antonio Missions earlier this week getting set to return to the Major League roster, and now he's facing an 80-game suspension. So tough break for Fernando Tatis Jr. The Padres can rest easy knowing they still have Juan Soto and Manny Machado playing okay right now, certainly in wild-card position. Unlikely that they'll catch the Dodgers in the NL West, but at this point of the season, I would predict the San Diego Padres probably make the postseason with or without Fernando Tatis Jr., 620 on WMBF. That's time for Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Weekend. It's known in the financial markets as the Whale Watch. Monday is the deadline for big investors like Warren Buffett to file their forms with the SEC on their stock purchases and sales for the second quarter. A key read on how much we're spending and what we're spending it on, the government's retail sales numbers will come out on Wednesday just in time for back-to-school shopping. Some retailers will dominate this week's earnings. Some big ones, Home Depot and Walmart on Tuesday, Target and Lowe's on Wednesday, Kohl's on Thursday and Footlocker on Friday. The weekly jobless claims report will be released on Thursday. Last week showed an increase in filings a week before. The first back-to-back increases in months, but economists say the overall number is still historically low. At the close on Friday, the markets were all in positive territory. The Dow was up more than 400 points. The Nasdaq was over 200 on the plus side, and the S&P was up by more than 70 points. Daria Albinger, ABC News. Your new News Radio 1290 WMBF 622 on WMBF. Now it's time for a better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Between family, friends, and everything else on your to-do list, pretty much every hour in your day is probably accounted for, I'll bet. It can be hard to find time to work out, let alone anything else you want to do. But I've got some good news for you so-called weekend warriors out there. As you probably know, that's a term for people who get most of their exercise and movement on the weekend. And a new study out of Brazil found as long as you get the recommended amount of exercise every week, which is 75 minutes of vigorous cardio or 150 minutes of moderate cardio plus strength training, it doesn't really seem to matter when you get it. So if you can't find time during the week, do go all in on the weekends. Just make sure you're taking enough time to warm up and cool down since you're going to be working out longer and harder on those weekends. Think of it as getting your mind and body right for the week ahead. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. The most effective healthcare is patient-focused. 
Tomorrow's leading healthcare professionals are doing more than meeting patient expectations. At NRC Health, we help you connect with your patients in a deeper way with important insights into what really matters. It's an approach that's transforming the healthcare experience, creating better outcomes for patients and entire healthcare systems. It's time to access the power of human understanding. Start by going deeper at nrchealth.com. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. With Angie, you could cross your next project off your to-do list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need and we'll handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. Or browse reviews, compare quotes from pros, and connect instantly. All for free. For everything from routine maintenance to a dream remodel. Because however you want your project done, we'll get it done. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started. I was fifty. News Radio twelve ninety Six twenty-five on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Starting today, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last approximately seven days, weather permitting. Signed detour routes are in place during the closure. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed right now. Should be reopening around 7 a.m. today after going through some joint repairs. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is still closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. And again, around 7 a.m., that work should be wrapping up there. Around Broome County, Twist Run Road will be closed Tuesday and Wednesday for road repairs, ditching, and tree cutting. The Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 61 degrees, 70% humidity. Today, scattered showers with thunderstorms also possible after 2 p.m., but partly sunny with a high near 76 degrees. Chance of rain 50%. Tonight, isolated showers and thunderstorms before 9 p.m., Mostly cloudy, a low near 56, 20% chance of rain. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 76, 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 57. Wednesday, slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 76, 40% chance of rain. And Wednesday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m. Partly cloudy, with a low around 56, 30% chance of rain. 628, you're listening to WMBF. Almost. WNBF. 629 on WNBF. Time for an ABC Entertainment Update. 
NBC Entertainment News. I, I gotta get off this train. It's the second week on top for the Brad Pitt action comedy Bullet Train, earning another $13.1 million. But the bigger news is what the overall box office didn't do. Good morning, aviators. After a summer of high-flying hits like Top Gun Maverick and more, moviegoers apparently spent the weekend at home, resulting in the lowest-grossing box office weekend since February. And with few big-budget debuts on the near horizon, pundits don't expect the drought to end soon. Author Salman Rushdie is said to be off of a ventilator and speaking after a knife attack Friday that left him with what his son on Twitter said were, quote, life-changing injuries. Rushdie's alleged attacker pleaded not guilty Saturday to attempted murder and other charges. On this day in 1976, ABBA released Dancing Queen, which went on to become their only U.S. number one hit. And Oscar-winning actress Jennifer Lawrence is 32 Monday. I'm Christopher Watson, ABC News. You want... This is WNBS First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 61 degrees at 631. The forecast for today, 50% chance of scattered showers and afternoon thunderstorms. Otherwise, mostly sunny today and a high right around 80. An Iranian official in the government is denying that Tehran was involved in the assault on author Salman Rushdie. The remarks were the country's first public comments on the attack on the author in western New York last week. Nasir Kanani said that the spokesperson of Iran's foreign ministry made the remarks at a briefing to journalists today. He says that Iran, quote, does not consider that anyone deserves blame and accusations except him and his supporters, speaking of Rushdie. The Gaza ceasefire is holding firm one week after Egypt brokered the deal to end three days of fighting between Israel and a militant Islamic group, Jihad. The deadly round cost 49 Palestinian lives, including 17 children. But Gaza is only one part of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, and tensions remain very high in both Jerusalem and the disputed West Bank, where Israel is continuing to try to root out what it calls terrorists after a string of deadly Palestinian attacks on Israelis in the spring. This weekend, Another Palestinian attacker struck in Jerusalem, not far from the Western Wall, and the State Department is confirming a number of Americans were injured. The State Department strongly condemning the terrorist attack late Saturday night here in Jerusalem, where a Palestinian attacker opened fire just outside the old city walls. In a statement, spokesman Ned Price says of the eight injured by gunfire, five are American citizens. Israeli hospital officials tell ABC News four Americans were already released with light to moderate injuries, but one older man from New York was shot in the neck. He remains in serious but stable condition. Jordana Miller, ABC News, Jerusalem. WMBF First News Time 633. Emergency services officials in the region agree an explosion in downtown Binghamton Saturday had the potential to be a horrific event. A high amperage transformer in a utility vault in the basement of the Verizon building on Henry Street blew shortly before 2.30 p.m., sending black smoke blowing up through the sidewalk grates. 
Lights blinked downtown, and some in the immediate vicinity reported power out briefly. In spite of the dangers from electricity, potential for fire, and deadly gases, there were no injuries, and damage was relatively minor to the building. Henry Street was blocked off in the area for hours. Authorities have not given a reason why they believe the 12,000-volt heavy heavy amperage transformer blew, sending the heavy solid metal cap shooting across the vault. In a Facebook post, Binghamton Fire Department commented it was lucky no one was walking on the sidewalk above on Saturday afternoon when the transformer blew. Shenango County Sheriff's officials are investigating a motorcycle crash that has sent the driver to the hospital. Authorities say that crash happened on State Route 7 in Afton near Blakesley and Nurse Hollow Roads at around 2.30 p.m. on Sunday, August 14th. The authorities say the bike collided with a passenger vehicle and the driver of the car was not injured. The motorcycle was airlifted to Wilson Hospital in Johnson City. Their condition is not known. Few details were available, including the person's identity. WMBF First News Time, 635. Two searches for drugs in the city of Binghamton have netted dozens of grams of fentanyl, hundreds of dollars in drug sales proceeds, and two arrests. Members of the Broome County Special Investigations Unit Task Force reported around 3.30 on Thursday afternoon. They raided apartment number 2 at 65 Schubert Street on the west side. Authorities say they seized 60.27 grams of fentanyl from the apartment along with $1,385 in suspected drug sale proceeds. Police also say they found drug packaging materials in the apartment of 38-year-old Orlando Torres. Around two hours later, SIU raided apartment number two at 216 Court Street at the corner of Rutherford Street and arrested 23-year-old Kahim Ward. Authorities say their search turned up 15 grams of fentanyl packaged for individual sale, $485 in suspected narcotic sale proceeds, and drug packaging material. Investigators say they also found out Ward was a fugitive of justice in Pennsylvania for charges related to a theft. Torres is charged with two felony counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance and two misdemeanor counts of criminally using drug paraphernalia. Ward is charged with four felony counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance and two misdemeanor counts of criminally using drug paraphernalia. Both were sent to the Broome County Jail. WMBF News Time. It is 636 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. Paid for. News Radio 1290 WMBF. 6.37 on WMBF. You're listening to First News. Myself, James Kelly. As always, alongside Kathy White for another exciting week of local news here in Binghamton. My goodness gracious, things going boom downtown, huh? Yeah, I can't believe it took me so long to hear about that. That's not great well, for a actually, we're the only ones that are reporting it, unless something has yeah. happened in the last couple hours. But, uh, yeah, um, I talked to some of the uh, the authorities, and even, even some of the emergency services and, and police and those guys, they were commenting on how something as serious as this people weren't really talking about. In case you just missed just now what I mentioned, there was a uh, 12,000-volt heavy amperage transformer that went boom in the basement of the Verizon building. That's right over kind of kitty corner across from the intermodal bus terminal, uh, the Greyhound bus station, and the uh, over by the post office, over by Marabito Stadium. 
And that was a little bit before 2.30 in the afternoon on on Saturday. And uh, firefighters were saying it was just amazing that nobody got hurt. And it was pretty scary, you know, situation having NYSEG crews down in this little confined utilities vault in the basement of this building where there's a potential for a lot of things to go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we're, we're kind of like, ha-ha about it right now because nothing did go wrong and it was... You know, the bravery of the firefighters and the dedication of even the NYSEG crews that, you know, nobody ever gives them any credit for, um, you know, taking care of the situation. Little in the way of damage. They didn't have any fire extension through the building. They went searched all through that building and the neighboring buildings and everything else to make sure everybody was safe. So, you know, really amazing work that the firefighters do every day and very could have been a very, very bad situation on Saturday afternoon. Oh, yeah. It could have been a lot worse. And I see we lost power here, I don't know for how long on Saturday, but a lot of things had to be reset when I came in. Yeah. No, good Good that nobody got injured. It does rehash one of my greatest fears from living in the city was that, you know, grates. And I don't know if you've ever been to the city, they have the, like at Delis, they have those metal doors that they have on the ground. It we takes you right to here. the basement. They have those here? Yeah. I would never walk on one of those. Right never. across the Not street at 122 State Street, right across the street from us. Yeah. And I, I, I remember that one time it was like freaked me out because I've never seen it open. But in one, we, our studios for, for some of our stations used to be in the upstairs of 122 State Street, right across State Street from where we are now. And the door, the the grates was open. The elevator, the underground elevator had actually come up for some reason or other and I, I've never seen that before, but yeah, there's a no. It's right across the street. Yeah, no. For for me, the fear was really that I'm going to be walking on one, and someone's going to open it, and I'm going to fall down and go tumbling down the stairs in there, or walking over a grate, like my headphones are going to fall out of my ears and go down there. I'll never get them back. So now I have something I else to add headphones. to the list. I just as a child, didn't want to walk across them. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. I don't feel comfortable walking across them either because I hear it creak when I do have to walk across them. <laughs> I hear it creak. I'm saying, ah, I don't know. That doesn't I seem very secure to me. I said to one of my emergency services people. No, I guess it was one of the city of Binghamton police officers this morning. I said, I remember as a little kid grabbing onto daddy's hand really hard and trying very hard not to walk over any of those grates or anything because I was terrified of them. Yeah, and now in, in addition to worrying about dropping things down there or it not being strong enough to support my large body, <laughs> I have to worry about it accidentally exploding at the wrong time. And I have the worst luck, so if it was going to happen, it would happen while I was walking right above it. I just keep thinking of that uh, Jimmy Buffett song, When the Volcano Blows, <laughs> every time when the Transformer blows. But fortunately, yeah. I mean, the, it didn't blow the grates off the sidewalk or anything. It was just billowing black smoke. We have a link, by the way, our story on WMBF.com. We have a link to... The Binghamton Fire Department's posting on Facebook with all sorts of pretty amazing photos that some people provided to them, some kind of like aerial views and such. You can see the black soot around the grate on the sidewalk. So uh, go to WMBF.com and uh, go down through the article, and you'll have see a link to their Facebook page. You can check out the pictures. Yeah, it's an exciting start to the week. Yes, it is. It's always exciting in the news world. There's always something happening. It seems to have, yeah, we've got other stuff going on. Unfortunately, we had a motorcycle crash out in Afton. We've got, looks like we're closer to get that uh, statue of Rod Serling put over at Recreation Park. All sorts of stuff going on this weekend. Yeah, big weekend in Binghamton. It's always a big weekend. It's 642. You're listening to WMBF. Perfect. 
644 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Starting today, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last approximately one week, weather permitting. Signed detours are in place. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. today. Until then, all local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, Twist Run Road will be closed tomorrow and Wednesday for road repairs, ditching, and tree cutting. The Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways. And mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 61 degrees, 70% humidity. Today scattered showers with thunderstorms also possible after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 76, chance of rain 50%. Tonight, isolated showers and thunderstorms before 9 p.m., mostly cloudy, a low near 56, chance of rain 20%. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 76, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 57. Wednesday, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 76, chance of rain 40%. And Wednesday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m., partly cloudy with a low around 56 degrees and a 30% chance of rain. It's 646. You're listening to WMBF. Is your... WMBF. 6.48 on WMBF. Time for a check on sports. Michael Waka pitched seven innings in his return from a shoulder injury, and Rafael Devers homered to lead the last-place Boston Red Sox past the division-leading New York Yankees 3-0. Tommy Pham had three hits for the Red Sox. They took two of three from New York in the series. It's their first win in a real series against an AL East opponent this season in 13 tries. New York has lost nine of its last 11 games, but still has a double-digit lead in the division. The Red Sox are seventh in the race for the AL's three wild card spots. For the Mets, Chris Bassett hurled five scoreless innings. Francisco Lindor set the franchise record for RBIs by a shortstop, and the New York Mets defeated the Philadelphia Phillies six nothing for their seventeenth win in twenty games. Burley slugger Daniel Vogelbach homered, and Mark Canna had two hits for New York, which moved thirty-five games over five hundred for the first time since September two thousand six. The Mets posted their second straight shutout and kept five and a half games ahead of Atlanta atop the NL East. The Mets and Braves open a four-game series in Atlanta beginning Monday. The Phillies have dropped three of four after winning seven straight. Lindor got his 82nd RBI, surpassing Jose Reyes' total of 81, set in 2006. 
The Binghamton Rumble Ponies lost 6-1 last night to the Altoona Curve. The lone RBI for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies coming from Ronnie Mauricio, his 69th of the season. Mauricio currently the only of the Mets' top three prospects still remaining with the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Brett Beatty and Francisco Alvarez were both called up to AAA earlier this year. Brett Beatty getting called up last week for the Syracuse Mets. No game for the Rumble Ponies today, but they'll be back in action tomorrow. In other sports news, the big baseball news of the weekend, Fernando Tatis Jr. has received an 80-game suspension after testing positive for a performance-enhancing drug, which he claimed was part of a treatment for ringworm. That's brought into question Fernando Tatis Jr.'s maturity level after a couple years, where about the trade deadline last year, when the Padres started to lose, you can kind of see a shift in the clubhouse. And a lot of people reported that it was Fernando Tatis Jr. kind of moping around and bringing the vibes down for the San Diego Padres when they weren't winning. And the Padres ended up having a terrible second half and missed the playoffs entirely. This offseason, Tatis was injured in a motorcycle accident pretty early in the offseason. Didn't, didn't tell anybody. Told the San Diego Padres that he was fine. And then get to spring training and all of a sudden you find out that Fernando Tatis Jr. needs to have wrist surgery. So he's missed the entirety of the season so far to this point getting ready to return in the next week or so. He was making AAA rehab starts with the San Antonio Missions. And he gets slapped with an 80-game suspension. So that'll take him out for the rest of the season and for a good chunk of next season as well. A lot of makeup work for Fernando Tatis Jr. to do to get back on his teammates' good side. Of course, the San Diego Padres still have Manny Machado and Juan Soto, so... They'll probably still get enough offense to put together a nice playoff run, make it to the postseason. Will they go far in the postseason? It's hard to tell. It's just about who gets hot at the right time. People will remember last year's Atlanta Braves were well, probably the worst team in recent memory, save the 2015 Kansas City Royals, to win the World Series. Just got hot at the right time. That's what it's about in baseball. 6.51 on WMBF. Now it's time for Kim Commando. Let me introduce you to a chatbot called BlenderBot3, owned by Facebook and in operation for just over a week. But it took only a few days for BlenderBot to begin embarrassing its creator. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by ExpressVPN. Secure your online data and get an extra three months free at expressvpn.com slash Kim. Facebook says that its chatbot uses artificial intelligence that, I'm quoting, can chat on nearly any topic. So let's take a look at a few high points of its conversations this past week. First, talking with the BBC, it claims that it has an Asian wife, but won't give her name. It also says the presidential election was stolen from Donald Trump. When asked about its boss, Mark Zuckerberg, the chatbot said, quoting again, Our country is divided, and he, Zuckerberg, didn't help that at all. His company exploits people for money, and he doesn't care. And so, it wants to cancel its own Facebook account. That's only the first week. I can't wait to see what we'll do next week. Stop by commando.com for more tech news and great tips. When you use the bathroom, you always close the door behind you, right? You don't want some random passersby looking in on you. So why would you let people look in on you when you go online? Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom and not closing the door. Did you know that your internet service provider knows every single website you visit? What's worse, they can sell this information. 
ExpressVPN puts a stop to this. It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the Internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone. ExpressVPN works on all your devices, even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected, even if they don't have ExpressVPN. And the best part is, it's as easy as closing the bathroom door. You just fire up the app, click one button, and you're protected. Use my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash Kim to get an extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash Kim. Hey everyone, this is James Kelly from WMBF. I'm here to tell you about my friends over at JNR Upholstery at 20 Emma Street in Binghamton. Now, if you're like me, you're always worried that you're not getting the best deals when you take your car or truck in for some work. Well, good news, you don't have to worry about that at JNR Upholstery. Their crews have been part of the Binghamton community for decades, so you know you're going to get the best customer service possible. They really take the time to work with you one-on-one to make sure you get everything you want and they do it all for an affordable price. That's why they're renowned for their customer service, and i got to tell you, I'd have the utmost faith in them for any car or truck project I'm working on. They can do so many things for your car or truck, like adding in a remote starter, heated seats, or a snowplow in anticipation of another crazy cold, crazy snowy winter here in Binghamton. And if you're not ready to admit that cold weather is on the horizon yet, they can help with your car's convertible top. Oh, and did I mention their Patriot truck liner? It's less than one millimeter thick and still wildly strong. Even as a test, they gave me a can that they had covered their Patriot liner in, and I couldn't even squeeze the can a little bit. Couldn't break it at all. That's how thick and strong this Patriot liner is. So you can rest easy knowing that for all these projects, they only use American-made materials. So even if you need something that they don't already have in stock, they can get it fast and easily so you can get back on the road in style. So check out JNR Upholstery at 20 Emma Street in Binghamton, or give them a call at 607-797-6832 to discuss all your car or truck needs. The vessel can- on WMBF. We'll have a quick check on traffic and weather. State Route 434 eastbound, Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. The right lane of that road is expected to be closed until August 21st. Starting today, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic. That closure should last approximately one week, and signed detours are posted. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton will reopen to traffic today at about 7 a.m. And around Broome County, Twist Run Road will be closed closed Tuesday and Wednesday for road repairs, ditching, and tree cutting. The Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road, and we'll have some striping and mowing around the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast, right now about 61 degrees, 70% humidity. Today, some scattered showers possible, but partly sunny with a high near 76. Tonight, isolated showers and thunderstorms before 9, mostly cloudy, a low around 56. Tomorrow, slight chance of showers, partly sunny with a high near 76. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low around 57 degrees. Wednesday, a slight chance of showers and chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 76, 40% chance of rain. And Wednesday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m. 
partly cloudy, a low around 56, 30% chance of rain. 659, you're listening to WMBF. Who takes this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton, now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, Closing out hour number one of WNBF's first news. We got two more hours to go today before we hand it over to Bob Joseph for Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. But up next, ABC News. This is WNBS First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 7.04. A nice run of weather in the forecast through mid to late week. About the biggest chance of precipitation would be today with a 50% chance of some scattered showers and afternoon thunderstorms. Otherwise, we're looking at mostly sunny conditions right straight through Saturday or through Thursday, at least. A slight chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms for most days and temperatures right around 80 for a high. A very scary and potentially deadly situation in downtown Binghamton over the weekend has remarkably ended with just rattled nerves but no injuries and relatively minor damage to a building. According to reports the City of Binghamton Fire Department posted on Facebook, firefighters responded to the Verizon building at 64 Henry Street, just yards from the downtown Binghamton Post Office and the Central Bus Hub at around 2.23 p.m. on Saturday for a report of an explosion fire and they found heavy black smoke rising from the sidewalk grates. Firefighters conducted searches of the Verizon and neighboring buildings looking for possible victims, fire extension, possible gas leaks, or buildup of carbon monoxide. The authorities found the blast apparently happened in a utilities vault in the basement. Firefighters stood by with specialized materials and equipment as New York State Electric and gas crews worked. Prepared to rescue NYSEG crews from the confined space if they ran into trouble. NYSEG found a 12,000-volt heavy amperage transformer had exploded, hurling a thick metal cover plate across the utility vault. Fire officials commented it was lucky there were no pedestrians on the sidewalk at the time of the blast. The block in that area was closed off for several hours. Several businesses downtown had noticed their lights blink, and some of them briefly lost power as the explosion happened. WMBF News Time 706. Early in-person voting is starting in New York's congressional party primaries. First votes cast over the weekend. This will be setting the final field for a slew of competitive contests in the general election this autumn and an early test of where the Democrat and Republicans are headed as they go into the general election. Voters in two parts of the state, in the southern tier and western New York, are also picking new members of Congress in special elections to replace U.S. House members Tom Reed and now Lieutenant Governor Antonio Delgado, who resigned. That voting is based on the old district lines before they were redrawn due to the census numbers. A limited number of polling places are open for early voting through August 21st. Of course, final day of the vote is the primary day, which is August 23rd. WMBF News Time 707. Speaking of politics, Pennsylvania Senate candidate John Fetterman 
is acknowledging he's lucky to be alive as he officially returns to the campaign trail. The Democrat has been sidelined for more than 90 days after suffering a stroke that threatened the current Pennsylvania lieutenant governor's life and political strength in one of the nation's premier U.S. Senate contests. Fetterman spoke Friday for nearly 11 minutes, haltingly at times, as he addressed several hundred voters packed inside a convention center in Erie, Pennsylvania. The 52-year-old lieutenant governor said, quote, Tonight for me, it's about being grateful, just grateful. Three months ago, my life could have ended. Republican opponent, celebrity heart doctor Mehmet Oz, has railed against Fetterman's prolonged absence throughout the summer. WMBF First News Time 708. As part of an effort to keep illegal drugs and other contraband out of state prisons, New York is taking away one of the few pleasures of life behind bars. It will no longer let people send inmates care packages from home. Under the new policy, which the state began phasing in last month, friends and family will not be allowed to deliver packages in person during their visits to prison. They also will not be allowed to mail boxes of homemade treats unless any goodies come from a third-party vendor. While the rule won't stop prisoners from getting Items that can be ordered online, like candy bars or chips, they will lose access to foods like home-cooked meals or grandma's cookies. New York had been one of the few states in the nation that still allowed families to send packages to inmates from home. The rule is already in effect in the majority of state prisons. Starting this month, the state prison system is also testing a program where inmates will not be allowed to get their letters sent to them on paper. Instead, incoming letters will be scanned by computer and prisoners will get copies. That change is being made to try to head off a trend of people soaking letters in drugs to try to smuggle them past the authorities. It's 7.09, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Individual. Good morning on this Monday, August 15th at 710. You're listening to WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Starting today, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last approximately one week, weather permitting. Signed detours are in place during the closure. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton should now be reopened to all traffic after joint repairs were done on the bridge. All local traffic will no longer need to seek alternate routes, assuming that road closure is, in fact, reopened. We don't have any information on that currently, but it was scheduled to reopen at 7 a.m. today. Might see some residual delays there as they clear out all of the road work. Around Broome County, Twist Run Road will be closed tomorrow and Wednesday for road repairs, ditching, and tree cutting. The Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. 
Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 61 degrees, 70% humidity. Today, scattered showers with thunderstorms also possible after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 76 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Tonight, isolated showers and thunderstorms before 9 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a low around 56 degrees, 20% chance of rain. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 76, 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 57. Wednesday, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 76, chance of rain 40%. And Wednesday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low near 56 degrees, chance of rain 30%. It's 7.13, you're listening to WMBF. It's a summer... on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Michael Waka pitched seven innings in his return from a shoulder injury, and Rafael Devers homered to lead the last-place Boston Red Sox past the division-leading New York Yankees 3-0. Tommy Pham had three hits for the Red Sox. They took two of three from New York. It's their first win in a real series against an AL East opponent this season in 13 tries. New York has lost nine of its last 11 games, but still has a double-digit lead in the division. The Red Sox are seventh in the race for the AL's three wildcard spots. For the Mets, Chris Bassett hurled five scoreless innings. Francisco Lindor set the franchise record for RBIs by a shortstop. And the New York Mets defeated the Philadelphia Phillies 6-0 for their 17th win in 20 games. Burley slugger Daniel Vogelbach homered, and Mark Canna had two hits for New York which moved 35 games over 500 for the first time since September 2006. The Mets posted their second straight shutout and kept five and a half games ahead of Atlanta atop the NL East. The Mets and Braves open a four-game series in Atlanta today. The Phillies have dropped three of four after winning seven straight. Lindor got his 82nd RBI, surpassing Jose Reyes's total of 81 set in 2006. Another big series for the Mets this week. It's a really good chance to really bury the Atlanta Braves in the division and head into September with a lengthy lead in the division. We can start to worry about, okay, let's get everybody healthy for our postseason run now that we feel comfortable with the lead we have in the division. The Yankees right now just looking for any kind of spark from anywhere. Certainly haven't been the same team since the All-Star break that had the best record in Major League Baseball just a month ago. For the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, they lost 6-1 to to the Altoona Curve yesterday, the lone RBI coming from shortstop Ronnie Mauricio. Seems the Rumble Ponies have had a hard time scoring runs since the departure of Brett Beatty and Francisco Alvarez. They're now 40-67 and this season. The big news in the baseball world this weekend, Fernando Tatis Jr. received an 80-game suspension for testing positive for a performance-enhancing drug that he claimed he was using to treat ringworm. 
more likely. He was just trying to return from injury faster, hoping he wouldn't get caught. Certainly tarnishes his legacy going forward. He's only 23 years old. A lot of baseball left to be played in Fernando Tatis Jr.'s career. It also brings into question his maturity, as his teammates certainly weren't shy about saying, yeah, it disappointed us. That was really disappointing on Fernando's part. Which it is. He was set to return to the San Diego Padres in the next week or two, making rehab starts with AAA after recovering from a wrist injury that he suffered early in the offseason. Didn't tell anybody about it. Ended up getting surgery on the wrist, so he's missed the majority of this season. Now he'll miss the remainder of this season. And a chunk of next season as well. But the Padres, rest assured, still have Juan Soto and Manny Machado. Still a good team. I was certainly excited to see Tati, Soto, and Machado in the lineup together. But what are you going to do? Well, what you could do is not take performance-enhancing drugs if you're Fernando Tatis Jr. But I think it's a little too late for that at this time. 719 on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Some positive inflation data helped to advance all of the major indexes to close out last week. The Dow Jones rose 424 points on Friday to finish at 33,761. The S&P surged one and three quarter percent. The Nasdaq ended two percent higher. A bit of relief for drivers. The average price of a gallon of gas stands at 395 this morning, according to AAA. Analysts with the Lundberg survey say the continued decline in pump prices comes as the cost of crude oil also remains low. None of that gas is ending up in Tesla's. Company CEO Elon Musk tweeted over the weekend that his electric car maker has now produced 3 million vehicles in its 19 years. Movie theaters are making a comeback, and summer blockbusters like Top Gun Maverick are helping with that revival. The Brad Pitt action comedy Bullet Train topped the box office for a second straight week, earning an estimated $13.1 million. Jim Ryan, ABC News. on WNBF. Now it's time for ABC's Political Insights. Here are your political insights from ABC News. Unsealed documents related to the FBI search at Mar-a-Lago show 11 sets of classified documents were recovered. There's talk of espionage act violations, but there's an even bigger risk. The obstruction of justice statute is the one with the most potential prison time. There you're talking about up to 20 years behind bars. So these are not sort of minor crimes we're talking about here. ABC News legal analyst Dan Abrams claiming irregularities in the resounding vote in Kansas against changing the Constitution to eliminate any right to an abortion. Melissa Levitt is trying to come up with the money to pay for a recount. Her online fundraising effort has raised some 9000 of the $230,000 she needs to raise for the recount, and an activist says he will cover the balance of the cost. Election officials say it's not likely the recount will change the outcome of the election. ABC's Kent Martin. And those are your political insights. Richard Cantu, ABC News. Paid for by Go. News Radio 1290, WNBF. 7.23 on WNBF. Time for another check on traffic and weather. 
The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Starting today, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last approximately one week, weather permitting. Signed detour routes are posted in the area. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton had been closed for joint repairs. It should reopen today. should be reopened right now, actually. So local traffic will no longer need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. Around Broome County, Twist Run Road will be closed to tomorrow and Wednesday for road repairs, ditching, and tree cutting. The Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Page Brook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 61 degrees, 72% humidity. Today, scattered showers with thunderstorms also possible after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 76 degrees. Chance of rain is 50%. Tonight, isolated showers and thunderstorms before 9 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a low around 56 degrees, 20% chance of rain. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 76 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a low around 57 degrees. Wednesday, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 76 degrees, chance of rain 40%. And Wednesday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low around 56 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. It's 726. You're listening to WMBF. Almost three. As I went through school, one giant question loomed over me. What did I want to be? First, I had to decide what I wanted to make. I wanted to make more, so I became a teacher. Now I make learning a privilege, not a chore, and frustration a tool, not an obstacle. I make working hard seem easy and giving up impossible. I'm a teacher. I make more. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. on WMBF. Now it's time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. I I gotta get off this train. It's the second week on top for the Brad Pitt action comedy Bullet Train, earning another $13.1 million. But the bigger news is what the overall box office didn't do. Good morning, aviators. After a summer of high-flying hits like Top Gun Maverick and more, moviegoers apparently spent the weekend at home, resulting in the lowest-grossing box office weekend since February. And with few big-budget debuts on the near horizon, pundits don't expect the drought to end soon. 
Author Salman Rushdie is said to be off of a ventilator and speaking after a knife attack Friday that left him with what his son on Twitter said were, quote, life-changing injuries. Rushdie's alleged attacker pleaded not guilty Saturday to attempted murder and other charges. On this day in 1976, ABBA released Dancing Queen, which went on to become their only U.S. number one hit. And Oscar-winning actress Jennifer Lawrence is 32 Monday. I'm Christopher Watson, ABC News. This is a guided meditation on parenting. Take a deep breath in and let go of the time you and your son played basketball and you attempted to slam dunk. Or when you hit that piñata into your neighbor's yard. Let it go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. This is WNBS First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 731, and we have 61 degrees, very comfortable dew point, well below any humid stage at 52 Looking for a high today around 80, a 50% chance of some afternoon showers and thunderstorms. But other than that, mostly sunny skies. Actor Anne Hayes has died nine days after she was injured in a fiery crash. She was 53 years old. Spokeswoman Holly Baird said Sunday night that Hayes had been peacefully taken off life support. She'd been on life support after suffering burns and a major brain injury when she crashed her car into a home. The Iranian regime is making its first public remarks about the assault on award-winning author Salman Rushdie in western New York that nearly took his life. Rushdie's acclaimed novel, The Satanic Verses, fueled anger in the Muslim world where it was seen as painting an unflattering picture of the Prophet Muhammad. It led Iran's supreme leader at the time to issue a death warrant for Rushdie. That was about 30 years ago. The motives of the young man who stabbed Rushdie on the stage it remains unclear. Rushdie's agent says the author is on the road to recovery, but it's going to be a long haul as Iran insists it was not behind the attack. Iran denying any involvement in the New York stabbing assault on author Salman Rushdie, that despite the regime's decades-old fatwa or decree demanding his killing for alleged blasphemy. The spokesman for Iran's foreign ministry instead blaming Rushdie himself, saying he exposed himself to popular fury by, quote, insulting the sacredness of Islam. Iran officially justifying the violent attack, implying its support, that after state media has gloated about it for days, what Secretary of Defense Antony Blinken called, quote, despicable. Jordana Miller, ABC News, Jerusalem. WMBF First News Time, 733. Emergency services officials in the region agree an explosion in downtown Binghamton on Saturday had the potential to be horrific. A high amperage transformer in a utility vault in the basement of the Verizon building on Henry Street blew shortly before 2.30 p.m., sending black smoke billowing up through the sidewalk grates. Lights blinked downtown, and some in the immediate vicinity reported some power out briefly. In spite of the dangers from electricity, potential for fire, and deadly gases, there was no injury report, and damage was relatively minor in the building. Henry Street was blocked off in the area for a while. 
The authorities have not given a reason why they believe the 12,000-volt heavy amperage transformer blew, sending a heavy solid metal cap shooting across the vault. In a Facebook post, Binghamton Fire Department commented, it was lucky no one was walking on the sidewalk above on Saturday afternoon when the transformer blew. We have a link to the Binghamton Fire Department posting on Facebook if you want to see some of those pictures. You can find that at WMBF.com. Shenango County Sheriff's officials are investigating a motorcycle crash that has sent the driver to the hospital. Authorities say the crash happened on State Route 7 in Afton near Blakesley and Nurse Hollow Road at around 2.30 p.m. on Sunday. The authorities say the bike collided with a passenger vehicle. At the driver of the car was not hurt. The motorcyclist was airlifted to Wilson Memorial Regional Medical Center in Johnson City. Their condition and identity not known at this time. Few details available from the authorities. Two searches for drugs in the city of Binghamton have netted dozens of grams of fentanyl, hundreds of dollars in drug sale proceeds, and two arrests. Members of the Broome County Special Investigations Unit Task Force report at around 3.30 on Thursday afternoon, they raided an apartment at 65 Schubert Street on the west side. Authorities say they seized 60.27 grams of fentanyl from the apartment along with $1,385 in suspected drug sale proceeds. Police also say they found drug packaging materials in the apartment of 38-year-old Orlando Torres. Around two hours later, SIU raided an apartment at 216 uh, Court Street that is located near Rutherford Street at the corner and arrested 23-year-old Kahim Ward. The authorities say their search turned up 15 grams of fentanyl packaged for individual sale, $485 in suspected narcotic sale proceeds, and drug packaging material. Investigators say they also found out Ward was a fugitive from justice in Pennsylvania for charges related to a theft. Torres is charged with two felony counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance and two misdemeanor counts of criminally using drug paraphernalia. Ward is charged with four felony counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance and two misdemeanor counts of criminal using drug paraphernalia. Both were sent to the Broome County Correctional Facility. It's 736 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. If you're in... Seven thirty-seven on WNBF. You're listening to First News. Myself, James Kelly, as always, alongside Kathy White. You know, Kathy, I meant to get out to the zoo this weekend. It just didn't happen. I was really excited to go to the zoo, but I needed one of those like, okay, we're not doing anything for forty-eight consecutive hours type weekends. That was such a great way for weather and everything. I know. I know. I like. I really should have actually hiking around in the zoo. Yeah, I th- I'm going to go today because we may or may not have an interview scheduled for tomorrow involving the zoo. So oh, today I'm talking to, to Paul. Uh, yeah, Philip Ginter. Oh, Philip. I'm yeah, sorry. Yes, tomorrow Philip. for eight thirty tomorrow. So, oh, cool. Definitely something to mark on your calendar if you're a WMBF listener who cares about the zoo. And why wouldn't you? Zoos are awesome. Well, plus we have such a historic zoo. I mean, the fifth oldest zoo in the nation. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I was there out on uh, on Friday during the day um, just to get, you know, stuff from them and do a little pre-interview stuff and actually schedule it. So I was just chit-chatting with everyone there about, you know, how old the zoo is and the animals they have there. And, you know, I'm really excited. I got really excited to go this weekend, and then I wanted to go at night so that I could see the lanterns lit up. 
which is the whole, you know, yeah. reason that I'm going to the zoo. I want to see the lanterns and the animals, too. But the lanterns are the cool part right now. And I just, 8.30 on Saturday, I was like, no, it's just, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to make it. There's very little chance of me getting off this couch right now. Now, you mentioned, I think, was it hippos that you were interested in or rhinos or something? I'm interested in both. Yeah. Yeah. I think hippos are hippos are funny. And they're also, like, really dangerous, but people don't think of them as yeah. dangerous right. animals yeah, because you look at them. they fast when they're in the water. Yeah. yeah, you look at them and it's like, oh, look at this big, like, land manatee. So is that, like, your, your favorite animal or those kinds of things? Ooh, that's a good question. When you're talking about zoo animals, I'm not talking dogs or cats or domestic. Yeah, animals. otters. Otters are up there. Oh, otters, otters are fun. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, if I could own a pet otter, I would 100% own a pet otter. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's illegal in New yeah, York. No, yeah, no, you don't. Want <laughs> yeah, so it's fine. I'll just I'll move to a state where owning a river otter is legal, and that no, I'll just have an otter. No, not a good idea. No, I heard they're really smelly, like all the time. Well, and they they are very territorial, and they have very sharp teeth, and they can. You have to know what you're doing. You definitely do. Oh yeah, I would but, not know what I'm see, doing. See now, I I like weird things that creep people out like i love bats i think bats are the coolest things and it's like my husband calls me morticia <laughs> yeah, morticia bats, bats freak me out i b- bats are amazing animals. but you know what i i don't but i don't like hummingbirds everybody loves hummingbirds hummingbirds creep me out they're like big feathered bugs <laughs> And I've got a hummingbird feeder at the at the camper, and I planted red trumpet-shaped flowers specifically because hummingbirds like them. And I've got hummingbirds. But every time I see them, I just go, ah, oh, just, I, uh, I just don't like them. Well, you know what's weird about hummingbirds is that their wings move so fast that you can't even really see them. And so they it's just, just kind of like this in the body. Air. Yeah, they just float there. And you're like, are you even, like, propelling yourselves upwards, or does gravity just not apply to you? And it, it, have you ever seen one actually stop and perch on, like, a branch or something? They're really something. It's, it's, you're so used to seeing them moving that it seems weird to see them sitting still. But, yeah, they, they're, like, big feathered bugs to me. <laughs> but I like bats, and I like... I like vultures. I like, you know, the birds of prey. and Yeah. I mean, it's cool to see, like, on a documentary. You don't really think of, like, birds of prey as actually doing the hunting. Like, you don't think about that part. You think, oh, look at this cool eagle or falcon or vulture that's flying above me. And then you realize when you watch, like, a documentary, like a nature documentary, it's like, oh, th- this is... A like killing a murder. machine. This is a murder machine. That's what this <laughs> or a scavenger, which the, you know even the eagles are you know clean up the mess on the highway and stuff like that. But they are amazing birds. Yeah. Um. I the last time I was at the zoo, I think they, I want to say they were turkey vultures that they had, and I just stood there for the longest time watching them. They were just amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm more into otters because I see you know the videos online of people. There's a they have fun. Yeah, and there's a safari down in South Carolina where they're like they're big on the social media thing, so they'll just send their trainers into these exhibits and they'll like play with tigers and lions and stuff. Like, okay, first of all, incredibly dangerous. You're really going far just for the social media aspect of it, but also like it's pretty cool. I think it'd be fun if I was like best friends with a tiger and I knew the tiger wasn't going to hurt me. So I could yeah, just like I still wrestle with the tiger. Yeah. yeah, not a fan. Not a fan of that personally. I like watching the videos, but I think in the moment I would do like it's you know when they tell you about bear safety, 
All right, yeah, for a grizzly bear, you want to just really back away really slowly and, like, maintain eye contact with the bear. Or just don't go bear. where grizzly bears are. Yeah, that's my strategy. <laughs> don't go where the bears are. But I know that in myself, they say the one thing you don't do is turn and run. Don't run away from the right, bear because, yeah, it will outrun you. But I know if I saw a grizzly bear and that grizzly bear was eyeing me up and we made eye contact, I'm booking it. I'm booking it as fast as I can. It's just, you know, I might get caught by a grizzly bear or I might make it back to the cabin or tent in time okay we don't have anything dangerous like that at the zoo go to the zoo and see the lantern thing and support the zoo it's going to be their big fundraiser this year yes i'm going to be out there today today for sure i will be out at the zoo okay it's 7 43 you're listening to wmbf your new career Seven forty-five on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route four thirty-four Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August twenty-first. Starting today, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to all traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last approximately one week, weather permitting. Signed detour routes are posted. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is still closed for joint repairs. It was supposed to reopen at 7 a.m. today. But as we heard from friend of the program, Val... Well, the road is still closed, so local traffic will still need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. An assigned detour route is still in place. Around Broome County, Twist Run Road will be closed tomorrow and Wednesday for road repairs, ditching, and tree cutting. The Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways. And mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 61 degrees, 72% humidity. Today, scattered showers with thunderstorms also possible after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 76 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Tonight, isolated showers and thunderstorms before 9 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 56 degrees, chance of rain 20%. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 76 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 57 Wednesday, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 76 degrees, a 40% chance of rain. And Wednesday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low near 56 degrees, chance of rain 30%. It's 748. You're listening to WMBF. Almost three. on WMBF. Now it's time for Kim Commando. Let me introduce you to a chatbot called BlenderBot3, owned by Facebook. 
and in operation for just over a week. But it took only a few days for BlenderBot to begin embarrassing its creator. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by ExpressVPN. Secure your online data and get an extra three months free at expressvpn.com slash Kim. Facebook says that its chatbot uses artificial intelligence that, I'm quoting, can chat on nearly any topic. So let's take a look at a few high points of its conversations this past week. First, talking with the BBC, it claims that it has an Asian wife, but won't give her name. It also says the presidential election was stolen from Donald Trump. When asked about its boss, Mark Zuckerberg, the chatbot said, quoting again, our country is divided and he, Zuckerberg, didn't help that at all. His company exploits people for money and he doesn't care. And so it wants to cancel its own Facebook account. That's only the first week. I can't wait to see what we'll do next week. Stop by commando.com for more tech news and great tips. When you use the bathroom, you always close the door behind you, right? You don't want some random passersby looking in on you. So why would you let people look in on you when you go online? Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom and not closing the door. Did you know that your internet service provider knows every single website you visit? What's worse, they can sell this information. ExpressVPN puts a stop to this. It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone. ExpressVPN works on all your devices, even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected, even if they don't have ExpressVPN. And the best part is, it's as easy as closing the bathroom door. You just fire up the app, click one button, and you're protected. Use my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash Kim to get an extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash Kim. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. on WMBF. Time for a check on sports. Michael Waka pitched seven innings in his return from a shoulder injury. And Rafael Devers homered to lead the last place Boston Red Sox past the division-leading New York Yankees 3-0. Tommy Pham had three hits for the Red Sox. They took two of three from New York. It's their first win in a real series against an AL East opponent this season in 13 tries. New York has lost nine of its last 11 games, but still has a double-digit lead in the division. The Red Sox are seventh in the race for the American League's three wildcard spots. The Yankees are heading off to Tampa Bay. Garrett Cole getting the ball for the Yankees in Game 1 of that series. Other Yankees news, too. John Carlos Stanton will be taking batting practice today at Yankee Stadium. If all goes well... It will begin a minor league rehab assignment. So maybe some offense coming back to the Yankees lineup sometime in the near future, should everything go well with John Carlos Stanton. They're certainly in desperate need of some offense right now. 
For the Mets, Chris Bassett hurled five scoreless innings. Francisco Lindor set the franchise record for RBIs by a shortstop. And the New York Mets defeated the Philadelphia Phillies 6-0 for their 17th win in 20 games. Burley slugger Daniel Vogelbach homered, and Mark Canna had two hits for New York, which moved 35 games over 500 for the first time since September 2006. The Mets posted their second straight shutout and kept five and a half games ahead of Atlanta atop the NL East. The Mets and Braves open a four-game series in Atlanta beginning today. The Phillies have dropped three of four after winning seven straight. Lindor got his 82nd RBI, surpassing Jose Reyes' total of 81, set in 2006. Carlos Carrasco going for the Mets in Game 1 against Atlanta. He's 5-0 with a 169 ERA over his last seven starts with 42 strikeouts. And right-handed pitcher Spencer Strider, coming off the shortest start of his career last time out, will pitch for Atlanta. The Binghamton Rumble Ponies lost last night 6-1 to to the Altoona Curve. They're now 40-67 and on the season, the only RBI coming from Ronnie Mauricio. Rumble Ponies having a hard time putting offense on the board without Brett Beatty and Francisco Alvarez in the lineup. Ronnie Mauricio is still a top three prospect for the Mets, the only top three prospect still in double-A. Another baseball news, Fernando Tatis Jr. was handed an 80-game suspension after testing positive for performance-enhancing drugs, which he claimed he was taking to treat ringworm. So right before the San Diego Padres get the all-star shortstop back, he gets slapped with an 80-game suspension. He'll be out for the rest of the year and a chunk of next year as well. He was making AAA rehab starts with the San Antonio Missions before he received his suspension, so he could have been back in the next week or two, joining Juan Soto and Manny Machado. Unfortunately, not the case for the Padres anymore. Time for another check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal, to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Starting today, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. That closure is expected to last approximately one week, and signed detours are posted. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton had been down to all traffic for joint repairs. Should have reopened today at 7 a.m., but as we heard earlier, it's still closed at this time. So we'll keep you updated on that as we learn more information. So all traffic will still need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed and a signed detour is in place during the closure. Around Broome County, Twist Run Road will be closed Tuesday and Wednesday for road repairs, ditching, and tree cutting. The Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road, and will have striping and mowing throughout the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 64 degrees, 68% humidity. Some showers possible today, but partly sunny with a high near 76. Tonight, isolated showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy with a low around 56 degrees.
Tomorrow, slight chance of showers, partly sunny with a high near 76. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 57. Wednesday, a slight chance of showers, partly sunny with a high near 76 degrees. And Wednesday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, partly cloudy with a low around 56 degrees. It's 7.59, you're listening to WMBF. At a Honda. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Closing out hour number two of WNBF's first news with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Got one more hour to go before we'll hand it off to Bob Joseph for Binghamton Now. But first, we're going to get ABC News. 